Welcome to the Neighborhood Podcast. I'm Nixel, here with... Charlie. Hello. And Danny. Hey, what's going on? And I'm Vidment. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest here. I've listened to some of the other podcasts, and I, I'm not sure if that was the intro was that much better than that. No, and that was the first time we ever didn't like plan ahead. We just ran into it, and we didn't screw it up as bad we have in the past when we actually like planned it more. So good job, people. Good job. We're getting better at saying hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of saying hello, today's podcast, uh, we started a new format. We've decided that we are going to post a question or topic to the server, to the neighborhood discord, and let everybody ask questions uh, for us to cover in a, under a certain topic. And so this this month's topic was dating and romance. So uh, we have a lot of submitted questions and we're going to work our way through those and uh, offer a ton of bad advice, I'm sure. So, it won't be bad advice. It'll be good advice. I try my best. Charlie, I never even had any experience in this. Best <laughs> advice from me. It'll be it'll be from a varied a varied background of advice. I'm I'm married, so I feel like I can at least. Next, I'm gonna give bad advice. <laughs> I can give you some advice. I deal with relationship twenty four seven because I'm married, so it's you know it's always there. Next, let's flex some on us now. <laughs> but, but but I'm saying I, that there's other questions out there. Like when it comes to dating, I can't give you great advice about dating because I, you know, I'm no longer dating. I mean, yeah, I'm married. It's different. It's a different world. I'm in the process of like dating, so hopefully I can like you know put my two cents in there somewhere. <laughs> and Vidman's working up the courage. To, and Vidman's working up the courage to talk to girls, so he can deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> But I was come in time, young Obi Wan. I was actually we went went out to dinner last night, kind of impromptu. Like we were out shopping. It's like you know, let's just go out for dinner because we don't want to go home and make anything. We're both doing the keto diet right now, so going home and having to make a whole meal sounded like a lot of work. So we'll just go grab something. We were I was sitting there eating, and I was like, we haven't said a word since we sat down. We're just being quiet and we're just eating our meal. And then the couple next to us was just chatting away, and I was just like, I want to know how long they've been married or if they're just dating. Because, like, if you spend 24 hours together, like, if you're together all the time, there's not a lot to talk about at certain moments of the day. Like, and sometimes you just sit down and enjoy a meal quietly. But I notice when you see couples that are, like, on first dates, you can almost tell by how they present themselves and the way they talk to each other. It's just interesting. It's a different world. <laughs> I mean, it's I'd natural. Love to, I'd love to have been on a fly on the wall for my first date the other day because, like, I just did not stop talking. Because like, I hate awkward silences and I'm like, oh, you know, trying to fill the emptiness with something and, oh, it was shocking. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a second date lined up? Yes. Oh, well, then I think it went well then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find myself really awkward, like, because I don't know what I'm supposed to do like I'm usually like friends with that person before I I start to date them so there's none of that awkwardness but there was uh I felt really awkward he said I was I did okay and he wants to go out again so that's good but like I don't know there's always that self like yeah it's always (laughs) yeah Yeah. you always have to like uh give yourself a good impression to the other person especially as well especially yeah. when it's uh, someone who you haven't been friends with previously and it's just someone you meet on like tinder or whatever like you always yeah. have to give like the you always have to try your best to make the, the biggest impression possible because you know you know your your goal is to find a date so yeah see i have the wrong way i have the opposite opinion because my goal wasn't to find like to get a second date my goal was to find a life partner mate so i figured if i start at the bottom i can always get better so like I that, tra- traditionally yeah. I take my first dates on like the most low key worst place. Like I'm not trying to impress at all. I'm trying to make sure that the second date can be better and the third date can be better. And that like, I'm not going to try to impress you right away because if you're going to put up with me for like a gas station date, then you're going to put up with me, you know, when bad things happen in life and not be flaky. Wait, so, did you have a gas station date? My first wife, that's where I took her for our first date, was to a gas station. 
I knew the owners and I, and they had a coffee shop inside and I hopped the counter and made the drinks and was, you know, putting on a good show, but it was still, and I purposely did it that way. Cause I was like, I, I don't want somebody to just, you know, get romantically yeah. involved with the idea and not know the person. So by, by removing all the romance of, of fun, crazy impressions, you know, trying to get, make a good impression, you know, it's either you like me for who I am or you don't. Anyways, yeah. that was just my Wait, on it. I just realized we were talking about this, but we haven't answered a single question yet. It's about 10 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> I like I think it's good, Fitbit. This, this is the topic we're talking about. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to say that Nick's whole like agenda here is like started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like that's what I've noticed. <laughs> like he, he starts off low in like gas station days and stuff, I like and he works his way though. up slowly but surely. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, it's it's because it, the other way is you end up with like you know twenty. I mean, sixty percent of the girls would have been impressed with you and stayed with you, but. You don't know at that point. You're going to be, you know, a thousand dollars and six months invested into a relationship before you find out that she's flaky and shallow. So start off yeah. by weaning off to the point that, you know, because a, a a girl who's going for the wrong reasons is going to say no to that, that question. You know, would you meet me at a gas station for coffee? Um, they're they're going to be like, Ugh, you know, no. But someone who's really interested in you is going to be like, well, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd probably just hang out in the parking lot and talk to you because I care about you. So, uh, you know, yeah, I'll go. You know, so it, it's a good yeah. filter, you know, to get rid of the the riffraff. I like uh, that. I'm gonna bear that in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First piece of advice <laughs> of the day. Keep that in mind. Well, no, so it's already good idea. Wisdom. All right, so let's jump into the topics here. I'm gonna read the questions. I'm gonna give you guys a chance to oh, no. to to delve into <laughs> these as answers. Here's a good one. KM- KMC asks. What are some interesting topics to talk about to help break the ice? Anything talk about how much. It, oh. <laughs> I mean, you, I was going to go with the typical just ask how much your bear weighs, and that's enough to break the how ice. Much? Oh. I mean, it, it's simple. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna break the ice, oh, wow. but do you really want the ice to just melt this quick? I mean, global warming's a real issue. <laughs> I'll be honest. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, like on 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 my date, we both really like cats, so like we were talking about cats, like you know. <laughs> I I don't know, and like, I I I I kind of like read his profile beforehand, so I knew that um he did a uh, rally track drive like racing, and like I've never met anyone who does that sort of thing, so like I was like genuinely interested in that. So I think finding uh reading the profile first for me uh was like a massive plus, like because like they've got a good sense of idea of what they're about on the profile and kind of like go off on that. Because everybody likes talking about themselves, so like you're like, oh yeah, you're a rally track driver. Like you know, how how is that? And like they they you know they obviously talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah, I, I find it's one of like the cheat codes in uh in finding someone off Tinder or whatever. Like you usually look, or you f- you tend to find people that also share similar interests as you or hobbies. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it makes it so much easier to like approach them about it and be like, Oh, okay. I, well, I, I saw on your profile that you love doing X, Y, and Z. Well, t- well you can like, how about that? Like, how, how is that going for you? Like, I find that yeah. to be like a little cheat code to help you. You, sh- you shouldn't just go stalk the profile and like, I know this about you. And I know that. About oh, you. No. no, no, no. But like, if it's like Tinder or something, like everybody would like, would obviously look into your profile. Like, uh, always. they'd look at your pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, not always, but like sometimes they look at your profile picture, then they'll be like, okay, well, if this person seems interesting, let's see what they've messaged me or said. Cause apparently, you know, we've matched. Um, and then after that, you'd be like, okay, well, this person seems cool. Let's go, let's go check out their profile and see if they have any interests that are like similar to mine or if they seem like a very interesting person. But like what I've noticed is that you don't need to really have like, I don't know. I feel like people have this ex- expectation that you have to have something super important to talk about or uh, you have to like paint yourself in a particular way when you don't really have to. You just need to be down to earth, really. Like just, yeah. you know, it, 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 you don't have to talk about how like business is going or how like you own like seven mansions in the States or something like you don't, you don't have to do any of that. Yeah. I would probably say that almost comes off cringe when people try to, True. yeah, try to break the ice by presenting themselves as something super, you almost want to 
take that's where I have the opposite approach of come off humble and simple. Yeah. And see how it goes. Cause if you come off strong, even if that's true, even if you're super awesome, like it's, it's in bad taste in most cases because no one's going to believe it. You know, it's going to seem off, off pudding. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, what Charlie said about like people like to talk about themselves, like some people do, there are some people that don't. So the best way I found to, to break into conversation with somebody and kind of get the flow going and get, and to understand what it is they're wanting. Cause there's two types of people, people that want to connect with people on something that they're familiar with or to, you know, to know somebody else better. And then there's people that just want to be known really bad. Like the people who are experiencing loneliness or whatever tend to, they just want people to know who they are. So like that type of person, you could just ask questions and they will talk all day, but if they're not very informative, then you got to do the reverse. You've got to tell about yourself, but I would give the, the hedge warning of always leave that opening to ask them a question. So I, I might tell you, I really like ice cream. My favorite ice cream is this. What What do you like? And now if you're a talker, you're going to open up and tell me something about yourself and you feel comfortable because I've shared something with you and it's, and it's a balanced, you know, way to break the ice. I do not think pickup lines are a good idea <laughs> <laughs> unless they're done ironically and you know your audience real well. Yeah. Well, I, I started off with puns on my day and uh, he went to the restroom and when he come back, he'd obviously had a jacket and I was like, grab your coat, you've pulled. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was terrible. That was shocking. But that's just how I am. Like, that is just my personality anyway. Like, Yeah, I mean, it can come off really, really good to, to, to some people. Like, people find that you have, like, some sort of... Uh like good sense of humor or whatever or you like you're or like you're comfortable in making your like uh, making a joke of yourself or something like that or making yourself seem like really silly or whatever like people actually do enjoy that like some people can actually dig yeah. it and they uh, like they have no problem with it at all that, i'm gonna give my dating advice here because it kind of comes into play like young people should date and date often because it's a way to get to know yourself and a way to practice these kind of relationships before you have a really important one and screw it up. You're set and done, Nick, so. <laughs> oh, no, it's not that hard. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, so like, how do you break the ice? You practice. Like for, for guys that are like shy, talk to girls. Like just go up and talk to girls. A, even if a girl rejects you, she glows about it and she feels good about it later. Like it's, it's, you're not harming anyone other than your own ego to try. And the more you do it, the better you'll get it like anything else. So just, you know, go out and try talking to girls. And break the ice and, and have conversations. And don't be a weirdo. Key, number one key. Don't don't be a weirdo. <laughs> what That's if you're a weirdo already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Ready for the next question, guys? Yeah. Sure. This one's a little more deep. Lyra asks, what what does it feel like to love someone? I don't know. <laughs> To know what it feels to love someone, can you really know? I like, think it's like really you, depending on perspective, I think you'll know. Yeah, you'll I, definitely know. Um, I I don't know how to describe it to be honest. I I feel like I just, go on, go on. I don't know. You just know. I don't, yeah. It's it's indescribable. You can't. It's different for each person. I think. I mean, for me personally, it's like to to love someone is to like feel uh, some sort of connection with them, whether it's on an emotional or like physical level, or even both. Like, uh, it's it's the feeling of being able to be comfortable around them, regardless of the situation or like the um or like the setting. To have someone there who you know genuinely cares about you and goes out of their way to understand um and just make sure that you're okay. Like, I, that's what that's what my personal ideas of what love is. Uh, can be like um for instance like people will say that you always have to do all these like all these things to be wild and and to do, go out and do these crazy things with like someone that you love or whatever but really what love feels to me is that you can be sitting quietly in a in a call or just on the sofa for like hours on end and not get completely bored with each other but like still be content with each other's presence that's what love kind of feels like for me personally uh, maybe it might change as I as I grow older. I'm only 20 right now, so I mean, but still, like that's how it feels for me. 
I do get that like warm, fuzzy feeling inside yeah. and like my heart feels like it's swelling. Like it actually physically feels like my heart is full and like I get that warm, tingly sensation and you get like the butterflies and you get that. But I don't I don't know. I I think that might be part of the connection. Um rather than everyone be talking like about all these what love is and like how they feel and I'm like uh yeah <laughs> but the good news is is that you can still get uh, a moment in life to actually experience it for the first time that's really important because then yeah, once you start the... once you feel it for the first time that's going to be huge for you. that's the funnest roller coaster is the first one <laughs> yeah yeah, I would say that love is like a process that is part of human biology. So like it's I think the thing I would be worried about with people that who ask the question like what does love feel like is that it is only like 60% of feeling. Like there's a lot of conscious choice that goes into who you love. Um cuz it it can be very easy to to get infatuated with the wrong type of people and the wrong personality and some of this maybe a little toxic for you and you know, that doesn't mean that you're not capable of changing who you love and, you know, changing yourself a little bit to adjust. But like, I don't know the the whole idea of people falling in love. Like it's a thing that happens. There is an adventure in building a relationship with someone. I think that is what part of what the love equation is, is that it's adventurous to get to know somebody. It's like going through a, a tunnel of, you know, uh, learning about them. And every time you turn the corner, you find something you like, and that's exciting. And, you know, you, you just keep getting more and more invested in this person and it pays off. And that's a great feeling. But at some point, no matter what the relationship is, love switches from that adventure into commitment. And at some point you have to kind of make the decision, you know, is, am I committed into this? And if so, it's a conscious choice to say that I love this person, meaning that I put them first in situations, not just because it feels good to me, but because it's a conscious choice of this is a person I am going to love. I'm going to, as much as this person has poured into me, I'm going to make sure I'm pouring back into them um, and make sure that, you know, we have that relationship. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that it's a feeling. I mean, as much as there, there is a feeling involved. There's much feeling involved, but I don't know if that feeling is separate from the feeling you get when you have a best friend or you have a, you know, you're very well connected with a family member, you know, that that's true. It kind of feels the yeah. same way to know that someone cares about you and that, that it's fun to hang out with them. And yeah. Okay. And then uh, Papa Wiggle asks, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. I knew someone's going to do that. That is no the more. answer. I was, I was not no going to accept any other answer other than that song. I feel like we've already gone not, over that question, though. Which yeah. Would you not own the rights to that song, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay, interesting one here for the boys. Uh, Snuggle Bunny asks, do only women appreciate flowers as a gift? I've never bought flowers for anybody. Have Gosh, you ever been? Memes. I mean, I have, but it's not in romantic sense. But what, how would you feel about receiving flowers, guys? Uh, I mean, it's I appreciate the gesture, of course, because getting any gift is uh, is really nice. It doesn't matter like what it is exactly. It's if a person gives you a gift, you really feel that uh, sense of appreciation. So yeah, yeah, I do appreciate flowers as a gift, but it's not my gift of choice um, that I would like the most. Like I prefer like if if you need something similar to flowers, just give me chocolates or something. That would be much better. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like exactly what uh, Vidman said. Uh, It's basically just, I like the appreciation uh, appreciation of the gesture and like the thoughtfulness of someone going out of their way to to get you something nice, Uh, which is lovely. Like, you know, that's a really nice feeling of someone who goes out of their way to do that for you. Um, But when it comes to like the gift itself, it's like, eh, I mean, I'm not too big on flowers. I can appreciate them, but it's not like, like Vid said, it's not exactly... A uh, a gift that is more catered to me personally, or like more personalized. Charlie, how do you feel about your turn? I love flowers. I, I I like anything. I get excited by 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 uh, 
any any gift like zark buys me like random gifts all the time and vice versa and like he gets like really self-conscious he's like it's not much but i have got you something and like for christmas for example he got me a poster of one of my favorite drag queens and like he's like it's not much don't expect much and i opened it and i screamed i was like oh my god like you know i'm a very excitable person so you can get me literally anything and I'd be happy. <laughs> Could I ask a, a follow-up question? Yeah. Do you think money is a uh, is like a thing when it comes to gifts? Like, should money matter? Like, how much it costs? Because I know that no. uh, when I when I buy stuff for people, they tend to ask me this the question all the time. Like, oh my God, how much did this cost? I hope you didn't like spend so much on me. And I'm like, I mean, to me, I don't really care how much it costs. Like, if I want to go on my way to do something nice for you and get you something that I think you would really enjoy, the cost shouldn't matter. Like, yeah. For me, think... Oh, okay, Charles, go ahead. Go on. No, go. Go. No, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so for me, it's kind of like uh, I don't mind putting a lot of money into a gift for someone else, but I kind of feel a bit awkward if someone pays a lot of money for a gift for me. Because... Same. Uh, I just I just don't want people to give me very expensive things. I don't ask for expensive things and I don't want people to give me those because I kind of feel like I own that person for that one and I don't <laughs> want to own anything. Yeah, I get that a lot. It's like for Christmas, I uh, I bought like one of my uh, one of my friends um some like earrings like cuz she's a really she's a big musical person. She loves her like classical music and uh, and all that stuff and she's in like the band at uh, at her like college or whatever. And um so I bought her like trouble clef earrings, right? And um, she, she was she kept asking me like, "Oh my god, don't spend more than like five dollars on me or, or like ten dollars." And I was like, "I mean, it wasn't even that much. It was only like seventeen dollars, and I got it off Etsy." It, but I thought it would it'd be a really nice gift, so I, I decided to do it anyway, like regardless of the cost. But um, like I don't know how much money is too much, really. I don't know. I think I think it's all about the person, and that's where like when it comes to like giving things like flowers like you really kind of should know the person um there's a really good book if you're interested in learning about like how to really navigate relationships real well is a book called the five love languages the idea behind it is that everybody has a different uh key way that they appreciate receiving love and typically that's also their number one way of giving love although they can be different and those things are like the the five love languages are words of affirmation so like you know telling you i love you saying nice things Mm-hmm. acts of service if i you know make you a meal or you know go get your oil changed in your car for you um receiving gifts quality time and of course physical touch and everybody's a little bit to some people will like have one of those things that they just don't like like i don't necessarily like receiving gifts it kind of makes me nervous i appreciate it but like kind of i think on the vitamin side of things if if you're gonna give me like something serious that's expensive well, like now i have to like it and i have to keep it forever like that's a burden. Like, I don't want to. And flowers, it, you should know before you get me flowers. And if my wife's listening to this, she probably has an idea of this. But my, my, my thought of flowers is, oh, you went out into the world and found something beautiful and killed it and brought it to my desk <laughs> and left it there for me to watch decompose. What kind of gesture is this? You know, like, I don't know. I don't That's get flowers. A very controversial statement, Nixle. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that one video where this kid gets an avocado for Christmas, and he's like, "An avocado!" Thanks. And he's really happy about and it. Yeah, yeah, and he moves it off to the side, <laughs> like, <"Hey." laughs> yeah, that was cute. So, what yeah. about a potted plant then? Because a like, potted plant would be different. Yeah, if you gave me something I could put in my garden that I could continually grow and continually see the beauty of all the time, I would feel completely different about it. Oh, so if someone gifted you like a, a flower in a pot, you would be okay with it? Yeah, but that's why you should know my love languages because I'm so complex and picky. It's best not to give me things. It'd be better off just telling me you love me. You know, write me a note. That would yeah, be touching to I, me. I, I, I enjoy that stuff as well. Or acts of service, I think, is my biggest one. Like if someone, you know, does the dishes without me asking or anything, just does, I'm like, wow, that's so thoughtful of you, you know? Can I be all five? Because I think that I'm all five. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> I think I'm all five. Like I love every single one of those, and I don't think I would. Uh, well, and that's the thing; they're, they're all important. And I think that the, what you're supposed to learn don't neglect any of them, but you also be knowledgeable to communicate to other people which one is yours. 
so that they know, because otherwise you'll get relationships where people will be like, you know, Vidmit's, Vidmit's future girlfriend is going to be buying him stuff all the time. And he's just going to be guilt tripping all the time about how much he owes her. How do you know that, Nipsel? <laughs> so that's why it's important to let people know, like, what's your favorite way? You know. All five. All five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, have a, we have a question here from a resident. Uh, it's a more depressing one. Jackson asks, how does one move forward after failing at the love, at the game of love? I mean, just before Christmas, I, you know, I had some heartbreak and I was like, I don't like at that time. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to move on. And like I have <laughs> within a very short amount of space <laughs> time. Um, so it, it can happen. You just got to have that, uh, that thought process of, okay, that is obviously over. There's no point in trying to get that person back because it's not going to happen. And like I had about a week of like crying and, you know, feeling really empty and like, what do I do with myself now? I'm like, well, you ain't going to get him back. You might as well pick yourself up, dust yourself off and try again. I, so I, I think it's different for everyone, to be honest. But like that was like my thought process that there's no point in life is way too short. Like, I don't know. Could I, uh, could I ask you a question real quick, Charlie? Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry. Um. So like, OK, so obviously everything you said. How did it feel like, um, did you take, is there anything that you took away from that relationship to better improve yourself as a person? Or like, are there things that you started to realize that you've, uh, um, you've come to terms with and you've tried to apply to new relationships or dating? I realized that I was like way too, like, like he, he didn't communicate for me, like with me for six whole weeks. And like, that should have been like a massive sign to say stop what you're doing and like people around me did say like why why are you waiting for this guy and like at the time like we've been dating for a year so I was like you know he's really busy but it's okay but like going into this new relationship uh well the person that I'm seeing at the moment like he finds like two seconds in his day just to send me like a little heart emoji like that doesn't take much and like I really I really enjoyed that so like moving on from that relationship that like I felt happy in that relationship and I don't know why because like there was no communication and then like I'm now getting communication in a new relationship. I'm like, okay, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what yeah. a relationship is. That's so what I you're, you're just, seeking personally. Yeah, I think it's just like learning from your past relationships and finding out, okay, that is definitely not what I want to happen again. Like to be ghosted for six whole weeks from someone who supposedly love you and care for you and want to, you know, settle down with, that was not, that was not cool. (laughs) I mean, I hope you you guys don't expect me to talk, like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I would say there's two different ways to look at that, because I think a lot of young people fall in love too easy. They like, it's their goal. They're like, I mean, I want to find somebody to fall. And um, if you're young, you should try to avoid love at all costs. It is a, is a huge emotional investment and you should instead just focus on getting to know yourself and getting to know people and, you know, getting better at just relationships in general and not trying to delve in too deeply into romantic relationships and love because, um, you know, every time you, say I love you to somebody it might for some people it might be meaningless but you don't want it to be meaningless right you want it to be meaningful Mm -hmm. and so like but every time you do that and it is meaningful you're kind of giving away part of yourself that you don't get back when the relationship's over and it leaves scars so if you're young then if you're worried about how you know how to come back from failing in love I think the lesson to learn is try not to fall in love try to just enjoy your time getting to know people love is going to come eventually like it it happens in relationships. It gets to that point where you just have to both acknowledge, oh my goodness, we love each other. And this is a serious relationship now. Um, sweating. But, but if you're rushing to that, to that goalpost, then, you know, you're just setting yourself up for pain. And also you're missing out on the funnest part, which is the whole 
adventure of getting that relationship to that point. So, uh, you know, don't be rushing for it. Now, if you're older and you're looking for love and you're like, and, or you're, you know, you're bouncing back from love, how do you, you know, come back from that? I mean, it is hurtful. And I think everybody should take a good amount of rest and break from, you know, jumping into another relationship. But uh, at the same time, it all depends on how badly that scar left you um, because it, it always does leave a little bit of mark. But you can, like Danny said, you can learn from it and make plans moving forward and say, okay, I, I see what happened there and I'm going to make adjustments. Yeah. I'm going to set expectations better or better communicate or whatever it is and yeah, move forward. That's a really important part of relationships, just both sides communicating what they what they want from the relationship and what they need and what they require and stuff like that. And if someone... And if it, if it comes to the conclusion that, hey, maybe I'm, I'm not going to be able to satisfy those needs, then, you know, it's easier to let go than trying to get it to work if it's clearly not going to work between those. Yeah, my my first marriage, we before I got married, we went through marriage counseling and we were young, you know, we're like 20, uh, 20 years old at the time. And uh, when we were in marriage counseling, there was a quiz the pastor gave us to, to answer these questions. And one of them was, do you believe this is the your soulmate, the only person who you could ever be happy with? And we both answered, yeah, yeah, you know, that's true. And it was, he said us down afterwards, like, that is not true. And you need to understand that because the, the, the worst thing about having a breakup is when your mindset is, this is the only person I could ever love. And this is the only person that will ever love me. This is my soulmate. That whole idea is a romanticized storytelling thing. It is not real. Like, you can have other relationships it's just like anything else that you could fail at in life you can pick up and do it again and you could do it with someone else and you know it's not this magical fairy tale thing that's only a one-time chance and when it's over it's gone you know it's that's not how it is so i would say if you don't understand that getting into it you shouldn't have been getting into relationships because that is an important first step to realize that they're not they're not your soulmate forever you weren't designed together to be the perfect couple you're going to have be flawed individuals who are trying to work things out together and, you know, committed to that. But if you have this magical storybook idea, it can actually really screw up your ability to have a healthy relationship. That seems to give me the question, like, um, if that's the case, which it is, um, then how, then how is it possible for two people to actually be together knowing that, um, knowing that both people can obviously find someone else who can also be, capable of loving them and stuff like that or be the uh the soulmate sort of thing how do, how is it how can you think about that you can think about that but you need to remember danny i choose you okay i could wow. be with other people but i choose because because love is a choice at some point it goes from being yeah, this romanticized yeah. adventure into a choice at some point especially like as i'm an old married man now like i'm gonna have um you know someone hit on me and, I'm a, and my mind is going to jump to, this is a possibility. <laughs> well, the thing is, I always know that's a possibility. So I'm very quick to say, nope, shutting that down because I'm making the choice to yeah. love my wife forever and ever and not to have any other any other so it's a very, relationships like that. It's a commitment sort of yes, thing. Yes, yeah. And I think yeah, the danger is when you don't think that, when you think it's some magical thing, especially like young people, they get in a relationship, they get, and then they, they're like, oh my goodness, love is happening to me somewhere else. I'm falling in love with this other person over here too. Like, oh my goodness, it's just this roller coaster ride of, I don't know what's going on. It's like, no, no, no. Because you took choice out of the matter and you think you're following some fairy tale. At some point you have to decide, is this someone you're committed to, you're going to love? Otherwise you're just a cheater. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're just after that yeah, thrill ride much. of falling in love yeah. and breaking someone's heart. That's a very dangerous place to be. All right. Um, cool. Follow up to that. May asks, how does one know if they are loved? I think that's kind of like similar to uh, what we were saying with Lyra. Well, that, that that question was, how do you know you're in love? But how do you know the person loves you? That's the question. I don't know. They text you back even though they're busy. <laughs> Audio levels, Charlie. Audio levels. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I think it's just like finding that time of the day. To just say, hey, just letting you know, thinking of you, hope you're okay. That takes two seconds. Two yeah, seconds. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it, I, I guess it's like for me, um, like obviously, I there are things that I did, and um, you know, it would be nice to have that reciprocation in return. Uh, to know that, and like the ways, I think like 
I know that there are different ways in which you can show that you love someone and stuff like that. And uh, like you were saying, the uh, was it like the seven? No, five love languages. Five, yeah. Um, like, I kind of, ex- I'm not like, I don't want to feel like selfish or something, but like if I'm in a relationship with someone, I expect at least some sort of like sign to know that I'm loved in return. I don't know. It's very hard for me to to fully grasp whether someone actually does love me or whether it's just like a sort of like uh wavy sort of line of like uh i mean you know while you're really cool to hang out with and stuff like that and like you know we get along and stuff but like i I think it comes back to the last question of like being committed to someone like uh like you may love me right now but i if you're ready to like be committed with me then i'd probably consider it that like you know you maybe actually do want something and that you'd actually probably like love me and stuff like that i don't know it's really weird that's a weird question for me really Fidmint, do you have any thoughts? Do you think I would have any thoughts? <laughs> Fidmint, I love you. Just want to check, yes. Well, that is what I was going to say. That is one thing that you can do for sure is just ask somebody. Because, I mean, like if you if you love somebody and you're wondering if it's returned and you don't know, first of all, if you don't know, that's a sign something's wrong. That doesn't mean they don't love you, but there's some communication gap there because yeah. – you, you you should be able to ask somebody who you're getting close to, do you love me? And then have conversations about what that means. Um, because, yeah, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't want to be led, led astray and, you know, just being led on and, and, you know, be really close to someone more attached than they are. But I also think that's almost a toxic question because the, my concern would be you sh- there should never be a test or a yeah. way to know. Because love is all about trust. So at some point, you have to trust the other person that when they tell you they love you, when they tell you they're committed, you have to just trust that. And it does lead to heartbreak, but that is that is the game we're playing here. Like it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's all about trust, and then you know in returning that trust. And part of the way you trust people you love is that when they tell you they love you, um, that you trust that. And then I would say on Danny's side, communicating what that means for you, so that they know. You know, like if if you're oh you love me, okay, well. Just so you know, like what would really mean show me that a whole lot is if you, you know, reached out to yeah. me more than I reached out to you. Like if if it was if I felt it was reciprocated, you know, that little things like that. And then uh, and then if they don't do that, it might be that they love you, but they're just not a very good person. And that happens too. So you gotta decide at that point. <laughs> well, you know, they're how not much as, like affectionate or emotional. Yeah. And you gotta decide, is this something I wanna take on as a responsibility to to yeah. train this person on how to be a you know, affectionate. But then you, um, but then you worry that you that you uh, you're going to end up changing this person. You don't necessarily want to like. For me, I I don't I worry too much about uh like pushing my needs and stuff like that. It's because like at the end of the day, like I don't want to expect you to do anything for me. I don't want to ha- like I don't want you to have to change for me. So, but it would be nice if you could maybe like do this. Uh, but you just know that you know it's <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to control you or trying to get you to do things if you don't want to do that. You know, yeah. like. It's but you gotta be there's a line there's a line there. I don't want to change you. Like it's kind of like Vidman's thing of like I don't want you to get me nice gifts because then I'll feel like I owe you. At some point, that's on your side. Like you've got to you've got to be able to receive. Like you might not be very good at receiving love. People who deal with a lot of depression and self identity issues have a hard time receiving love. Makes them kind of hard to be in a relationship with. So at some point, you gotta kind of work on that and be like, okay, I don't know. There's it, at some point if if you've got fears and concerns. I don't know. The, the idea that you're, you are going to change somebody being with them is going to change them. They are going to make adjustments for you. They're going to make sacrifices for you. And that is part of love. You would want to be able to do that for them without them feeling guilty. So you also need to let them do that for you without, yeah. you know, feeling bad. About Again, it. it goes back to the whole trust idea. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I should read this one. Silver linings asks. Is, is it- <laughs> Is it okay to take a person home after a nice dinner and throw a green paint on them and scream, you've been a naughty avocado, or is that too forward? I think that's, that's the best that's way normal, I to do. Uh, that's perfectly <laughs> I think reasonable. that's acceptable. Yeah. yeah Vidman, Vidman, I feel like this is one you can answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With my experience. So, With your experience of being I, painted green. Oh, uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> It ain't easy being green. I mean, I'm green in dating, I guess. (laughs) I'll uh, buy some green paint and I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who doesn't enjoy some avocado king? 
If these people have a paint, green paint fetish, uh, I, I say be my guest. Do it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to back up there and say you should have that conversation before it happens. <laughs> <laughs> or it's going to be a surprise. Like someone just wakes up one day, painted all green and tied up into the bed. Like, you've been a naughty avocado. <laughs> That's like a dream. That's like a no. dream. No. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Moving on. Very quickly, no, this please. Is better topic. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best topic. Uh Waffle asks how to how to ask how do I ask how do I ask someone out after they say hi to you? You don't. Yeah, you that's, a little, that's a little soon. <laughs> that's a little quick. It takes you had me at hello to a whole new level. <laughs> Have you guys, has anyone here ever asked out a stranger? Like, cold, walked up to someone and asked them out? No. I mean, I do all the time, but that's just my personality. <laughs> you, you ask them out on a date? Well, like, it's this dude that I see in town, and, like, he is so good looking. And he plays the guitar, and I just, like, sit there in awe of him. I'm like, oh, my God, like, and I'm like, hmm. Do you want to go grab a coffee sometime? And he's like, I really appreciate it, but I've got a girlfriend. I'm like, mm, well, I'm still going to stand here and appreciate your music because you're like, you know, you're pretty fine. <laughs> I, I was about to scream, do not, but then I totally made another comment and I was like, that's not really. <laughs> no, I think he was kind of flattered. Uh, he, he went very red. I'm a very outgoing person anyway, so like, to me, to ask someone out isn't a big deal. Like, I'd well, I would say out. that was well played. That was not. That was not awkward. Like you, you. you, you I mean, it would be awkward if you like. If you would be like, yeah. ah, come on, let's go. Come on, come on, let's go. That would be <laughs> awkward. If you could be insisting, that would be. Um, I feel like there's to like two sides to it. There's like one side, for example, if you go into a coffee shop and you go into the, you visit it regularly and you see this like really nice girl or guy at the uh, like who's behind the uh, the counter. Uh, and like you, you interact with them regularly and you start to get interested in them a little bit from like the little interactions that you have between them. Like there's one side of where it's like it can come off as really like as, like a confidence sort of thing uh, where you go up to them like, hey, you know what? Like we, we see each other often. I, I come here and I, I order drinks and stuff like that. Maybe do you want to go, go out for a drink maybe sometime and get to know each other or whatever? Like I feel like that's, you know, some sort of confidence thing. But it, to other people, it can come off really strongly. And like so, so many people would not be interested in that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're taking high risk when you make those moves. And, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're okay with the denial, it's fine. Like, I think it's, yeah. No, nobody goes home after that, that thing and goes, how rude of them to ask me out. You know, I, when I was in <laughs> high school, I went up to a store clerk uh, at a grocery store and like, we had just checked out and I was with a friend and we were walking away and we were commenting about how attractive this girl was. And I said, shoot, I'm going to go for it. And I turned around, walked back and I asked this girl out and she looked at me and really sweet. And she kind of blushed. And she goes, that is so nice. Um, but I'm in college. and You're not. <laughs> I was like, those are good points. Those are good points. <laughs> and I walked away. Checkmate. But, yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I admire the idea of people being able to, to have that kind of charisma and approach. Yeah. But you got to be, you got to be up for rejection. And not and not let it phase yeah. you. And uh, I would say it's a better approach to get to the point conversationally where there's a reason to hang out. Um, and it's not because I think the fear with anybody is a romantic dating scene of, hey, I would like to take you out, entertain you and romance you is a little bit awkward and forward. But if you said, hey, we both like the same thing. You want to go do this thing together. That is a lot less intimidating. There's no expectation of romance getting more increased. You can stay friends and hang out and get to know each other better before you cross those lines. And I think that's a, a better approach than the, yeah. let, let me buy you dinner, which is, I think, exactly what I said. <laughs> uh, I could barely drive. That's hilarious. I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Waldo asks, what cute nicknames could you have for your significant other? Naughty avocado. <laughs> that's that's the new one. <laughs> Come Dork. here, you naughty avocado. Dork. <laughs> I, I yeah. usually use the I usually Adult. use the word uh, dummy. Like I don't know why dummy seems to have been like the thing that I've been like saying 
Uh, dummy. I don't know. Yeah, like just like oh, you're a dummy. Like it, it, I guess it's kind of way of like saying silly. I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know why I do it, but like it, I find it cute a little bit. I don't. I mean, there's obviously there's like babe, darling, love, honey, you know, all the typical ones. But like having like things outside of that little spectrum of names call someone, it, it makes it feel more personal, I guess. See, I call the guy that I'm dating now. I call him Super Matt. So, like, he works on the motorways, and he's seen some horrific stuff, and he cleans up, like, the accidents on, like, the motorways, and he makes sure that it's all clear. So, like, I call him Super Matt, so that's my nickname for him. And he really likes that. He likes that I call him that. I don't know. Oh, come on. Is everyone waiting for me to answer that again? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've said what I've said. What do you want to be called, Vidmit? When you get in a relationship, what do you want to be called? Uh, Daddy. Whoa. Oh, my God. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. He's going to mute it himself. I'm scarred. (laughs) I am so scarred. To each their own. I would say to to that question, my answer is, A, ask your significant other what they would like to be called. Because I've I've dealt with people not wanting to be called cute names. Um, for me personally, like when my wife says babe, I assume she wants something. Like it's become this thing. She can, and she doesn't do it consciously, I'm sure. But like, babe, like that always means like, I'm going <laughs> to ask you to do something. I need your help, you know. And so I've gotten to the point where I don't like to, <laughs> I don't like to be called babe. But I do uh, think go on. Well, I was just say, like, you know, I, I think that those are things that develop typically and have some kind of backstory. Um, it is weird. You don't call each other by your first name after a while. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, I think I think I probably say honey um, a lot. Yeah, Nixel, you definitely do. You sometimes even, un, uh, you know, unmute yourself and like I hear conversations <laughs> between you and your wife and you say honey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think there are some cringy ones. Like, uh, like I mean, sure, honey is fine on its own, but like calling someone like honey bun or snuggle bunny or whatever is like, I feel like that's really like cringy. Unless her name's snuggle bunny on the server. No, well, I mean, I'm not trying to. I actually, when, when I first met snuggle bunny, we was in VC and I said, is there another name I can call you? Because some wife sitting right here, I said, hey, snuggle bunny. She might give me a dirty look. <laughs> so I was like, I need to know a name. If your if your username on Discord is going to be a, a cutie, cutesy, you know, sugar pie name, then uh, I'm, yeah. I need to call you something else in VC. <laughs> I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Danny, you're, you're the next on the list there. Ooh. Do you want to read your own question? All right. So I put, how much time together is too much? And how long can people tolerate being apart from each other before they fall out of love slash find someone else? I don't know how many questions we're going to... Let's just do uh, one at a time. Questions. Okay. So um, so yeah, that was the first. That is a good question. Like, too, Is there such a thing as too much time together? I mean... I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's nice to have your own things going on, like your own hobbies. Because yeah, then you've got something to talk about. If you're together 24-7, like, you've not really got anything to talk about. I think the most stable relationships are probably the ones where you have a perfect balance between when you hang out together and when you have, like, a, a life out of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say that's actually probably the key to a really healthy relationship is having... <sighs> You, you shouldn't need, feel the need to always be together. Like that, yeah, no. that's a little bit weird. And, and it is, it does a Russian ship healthy to be able to separate, do your own things, like go do your hobby, go like, you know, sometimes I tell my wife, I'm going to go do something crazy. And she knows what that means. I'm going to go out in the woods and chase deer or something. And uh, <laughs> I just, it's, I do things that I don't, I don't want anyone else with me. Like that's the part I enjoy about it, is I just like to be all alone in the woods sometimes. And uh, that, that doesn't sound creepy at all. Nixel. Sounds like the beginning. Of- <laughs> Here's what I've learned about myself. I'm the type of person that if I'm around someone else, then everything's about them. Like I, I take care of people that I'm around. So when I'm all by myself, 
I am stress-free. Like I have, I experience zero pressure or stress and I enjoy that time. But I go out and I have experiences and I come back and then I have hours of storytelling and talking about the things I did. And that makes our relationship. Yeah. Whereas if we went and did it together, there wouldn't be any stories, you know, that would, it would always be just, you know, we experienced that at the same time. So yeah. You could still say like, uh, Hey, remember that time when we saw that deer and he ran onto us? Yeah. It would sound like a Chris Farley uh, interview where it's just like, hey, remember, remember Die Hard? That was a, that was a good movie. <laughs> like, was, it's just not very much conversation, but being able to do your own things. And I think the best part about relationships is to be able to support someone else to follow their passions, even though those aren't your passions. Like to be able to say, oh, like my wife supports my adventurous little lifestyle of doing things. Um, and, you know, the only thing she does to hinder it is to say, be careful all the time and to worry about me a little bit. But otherwise, you know, she supports it and and uh, encourages me through it. And so I have a partner who's encouraged me through it without actually having to, you know, always participate in it. And I think that's really neat. Like the reason why I asked was mostly because um, Charlie kind of brought it up uh, earlier about how because um, in my uh, I guess my recent relationship that ended like a few months ago uh, that was almost a year long um we spent pretty much every day together um and it was pretty much always constant contact and stuff like that and i mean reflecting back on it, it there were times where it did feel a little bit not like awkward but um just like weird in, in a sense because it's like you genuinely you, you gradually start to lose uh things that you want to talk about you and then like uh everything that you've already that you want to do with your partner you've probably already done it by that time so you start to lose out like on options and especially in being in a long distance relationship as well and having to deal with that sort of thing um there's not really much that you can do in a long distance relationship it's not like you can actually go out and go to like a restaurant or something like that another reason why i mentioned it as well uh, and this is actually on charlie's point was um because we had time we did the time that we did get away from each other that was that was fine like uh there was nothing wrong with that but with me personally i kind of need that sort of uh um that sort of like affection at points like just those like little slight messages like like charlie said with her um with her like date or whatever that um like just a little heart in the morning or something like that just a, a message saying that hey you'll i'm um, like i love you whatever um i hope you have a good day and stuff like that and i can't wait to talk to you whatever just something simple as that like i require that pretty frequently to be honest so like and as long as i have that 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 sort of contact i don't mind spending time away from someone i'm perfectly capable of doing that i start to the only times when i start to get worried uh that you know maybe someone's going to fall out of love or find someone else is when they just don't give me that sort of like um feedback that hey like i and they just don't contact me for like a week or so that's when i start to get really worried because I'm perfectly capable of messaging someone every single day and being like, "Hey, hope you're okay, love you." And then, like, even if we don't spend uh, that entire day together, it's perfectly fine. I have no issues with that. And I yeah. To follow on to the second part, um, with what's going like linking onto this, like, um, my my last boyfriend, like, they he went out away for like six weeks to do something, and like I had no contact with him whatsoever and that really hurt me like to message him every day to say hey hope you're doing well how is it going and to not have anything back it really really hurt me and like I started messaging him on whatsapp just so that I could see those blue ticks that I knew that he read it so I went from discord to text messaging to whatsapp so that I knew that he had actually seen it so it gave me some sort of comfort and that was really that's really sad (laughs) like Uh not as in like oh that's really sad but like that was really sad for me to have to go to those lengths just to kind of know that I was at least having my messages read yeah well and I you know there's time together and then there's just like I don't know if if you're not dependent on each other for entertainment like if if you're literally just spending time together, like you can sit quietly together and both read a book separately, like that's, that's fine. And that's perfectly healthy. I think the problem is a lot of people like when they're young and infatuated with the love experience, they, they are just, they're just riding that train as fast as, as much as possible. So they spend a ton of time together 
And honestly, it does two things because it rushes the relationship. It's like we were going to get to a certain point, but we just you, we keep pushing it because we're spending way too much time together. Um, which then, even if it was a quality relationship that could have lasted, by speeding it up, you sometimes run the risk of every problem that you should experience uh, throughout the course of conversations and, you know, every once in a while over the course of a long relationship, you've now rushed into a week and you've had a lot of fights, you know, you've had a lot of arguments. Um, and, uh, it can kind of throw off the balance of what the relationship feels like when you're just spend too much time. But even like with children, you learn as a parent that you shouldn't let your kids have their friends over for too long. Like friends can only handle each other for so long before they start to get nippy and fighty. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, everybody needs breaks a little bit. And so, you know, if you're, if you're those in that relationship where you want to be on the phone all night and fall asleep on the phone together, that's juvenile and you need to stop that. Cause at some point that's going to, uh, yep. that kind of expectation is, is just going to ruin your relationship. So, uh, what would your dream date night be? And we're, we're one hour almost. So we're going to have to breeze through the rest of these. What would your dream date night be? Vidman? <laughs> Um, it would be probably taking a person home after a nice dinner and throwing green paint on them and screaming, you've been a naughty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've, we've ruined the reoccurring theme. Can we get an avocado email with uh, just like paint being thrown onto the... We need that as a GIF emote. <laughs> I don't know if I even have a dream date. I think mine would be probably uh, involve adventure of some sort, going someplace I've never been before and experiencing with somebody. Yeah, you know, same. I can agree I'm, with that. I'm just very basic, just like you know, order a nice take out, like like binge watch a film, and that's like perfect for me. I don't require much. You're a very honest. simple person, Charlie. I am <laughs> I a really simple person. For me, it's like they have to be able to get on with my family because, like, I'm a massive family person. Like, obviously, I've got my daughter. Um, I'm really close with, like, my mom and my sisters. So, like, they need to, uh, you know, kind of, like, get on with them as well. So, like, I would say that would probably be my next biggest thing is that they have to, I don't know. Yeah. Um, does any of those, any of the rest of the questions stand out, guys? Uh, what's the most disgusting thing a person could do on the first date? I'm gonna say green paint avocado. But... <laughs> Come on, and that's, and that's from the same person, silver linings. So I don't know what their uh, expectation would be. I think we're milking this joke at this point too much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Grim Reaper asks, "How do you find a girlfriend?" Uh, oh, we Tinder. just did that question. <laughs> just buy one on on RuneScape. <laughs> Okay, first you go to your Minecraft server and just say, I want a Minecraft girlfriend, and that's about it. Should here's go on here's what you should understand. Participants in this server. Here's what you should understand as a person, if you want a girlfriend. And, and I, I, I answer this way, kind of become grimy for ass. It, a, a relationship is a multiplication. So like if, if you're bringing you know, a lot of energy and enthusiasm and love into a relationship, it's going to multiply that out by the person you're with. Now, if you're, if you if you find someone that's a that's a less than a one, like a fraction of love and enthusiasm and and encouragement, then that's going to have a no matter what you pour into it, you're going to have to double up your efforts to have a relationship with that person. So, if you yourself are a fraction and you are a bit of a you know a downer and depressed and you know, mad at the world or whatever. And you're asking, how do I find a girlfriend? I would say you're not ready yet because you got to work. You got to get to yourself to that one. At least you should at least be a one. You should be a whole person who doesn't take away from those around you and, and encourages a list a little bit so that, so that when you meet someone who's a, who's a two, you're at least a two together. You know, you're not taken away from who they are. Um, and the same goes in reverse. You know, when you're looking for people, make sure you're not lining yourself up someone that's a fraction of what they should be because then they're just going to decrease as a total who you guys are as a part as a couple does that make sense yeah in a philosophical yeah. sense <laughs> all right something more down your alley uh 
Charlie, can you read uh, Zark's question? Oh, wow. Oh, he asks, um, tits or ass? That's the next question. <laughs> then, then, then you can answer this one. This is not experience-based. I said, ask, next question. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you said ask. I thought, I, I thought he said pass. Oh, yeah. Pass, ask, the same thing. I'm not really bothered with either too like I don't like too small I don't like too big just somewhere in between seems fine and there's a decent range of uh, what I find acceptable and what I personally enjoy so no real preference oh I would say God. one thing I do like though is thighs I do like thighs a lot <laughs> thighs are really nice I would say that it doesn't matter what your body shape is it's how you carry yourself because you know if you mope around doesn't matter if you are a supermodel that communicates the energy and, you know, passion you're bringing to the situation. So, you know, if you, whatever your size, whatever your shape, carry yourself with a little bit of pep and fun and, you know, energy. And I think that makes you an attractive person. And like Annie always says, you're never fully dressed without a smile. So be sure to wear a (laughs) smile on your face. (laughs) This has been a positive moment in the neighborhood podcast. Um, Farhad asks how to get me how to get Nixel to date me over the internet. Um, well, first you have to uh, dump your girlfriend. That would be the key. But also, it's not going to happen. Sorry, Farhad. Uh, wait, no, it will happen. I, I have some tips. I know Nixel what Nixel likes. Don't ask how. Go on. <laughs> Don't ask. How. So first, first step, you need to go into Nixel's DMs. Next, uh, step two, you need to slide in a picture of your luscious beard. And step three, you got a profit. Ooh. Okay. Um, Nixel's going to get an influx of messages of beards after the podcast. <laughs> um, Papa Alexandrias asks, uh, well, what is it, the serious question there? I'm not even sure if it's a serious question. When is it okay to reveal your tragic backstory involving the circus? Second date. <laughs> See, and this is where I would, this is my philosophy is different. I put my trash out first. Before yeah. I get too far into anything, I put my trash on the curb and I say, this is what I have. This is all my baggage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that a lot. Yeah. If they run away at that point, better for you, better for them. Yep. Yeah, because the the worst yeah, the worst thing in the in the world is having uh is getting into a relationship and then you finally start opening up to them about all of your problems and like past relationships and stuff like that or whatever. If you if you do it beforehand and you like you uh if you do it beforehand, you build this uh this like sort of understanding on this level of uh um of whatever with that person, so they already know what they're getting themselves into, and then they and then they already know whether well it'll, it'll give them a chance to try and process that all of that information all of that baggage and then come to like a decision on whether you know whether they'd be able to handle that as a person and be able to like support your needs and stuff like that i feel like that's super important if you do that first yeah i agree guys we are at one hour do you i propose before we try to because we have a bunch more good questions and we still have more in the month to go do you want to call this episode one of this topic and we will get back together in a in a week or two next and, week and finish this topic sure yeah yeah we can do that yeah. long podcast never work out anyway yeah yeah we so probably, um, we should cut this one into like nah nah it's an hour it's fine once we once we cut out all the times that uh Vidment talked it'll be fine um so <laughs> just kidding <laughs> So uh, be sure to like and subscribe and uh, do some jumping jacks, drink plenty of water, um, whatever you need to do. But uh, we will come back next, uh, the next episode with the conclusion, uh, the epic conclusion to this podcast about relationships. And then, and then hopefully by the end of that podcast, Vidment will announce what our next topic will be. And hopefully so. by the time that we're done, Vidment will actually have a go. Hey! <laughs> hashtag <laughs> hashtag Sorry, goals! <laughs> All right. Time to write in plan, Mary. All right, let's do our thing. Bye. Bye. But bisexual. Oh. No, no, that's my thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go away, shoot. Bye. Bye. Bye.
just to the echo in the distance. Bye. Sexual. Bye.